So imagine you have Jay with his wife across the hall and Jay goes to his office, you know, at 11 o'clock at night. She thinks he's working and what he's really doing is chatting with the cam girl. King, what the fuck do you need this VR headset for? Always research. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gav Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. I'm your host, Thomas Gavlin, and with me over the ocean of Atlantic, I think. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, <laughs> we have Jay uh, from whynot.com. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, the Atlantic separates us, and then we got the Gulf of Mexico, not far from here in Texas. And it's yeah. already starting to starting to warm up here, so uh, it's good because I hate the cold oh. weather. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, but your definition of cold weather is pretty strange. I mean, under sixty, <laughs> under fifteen <laughs> Celsius, and I'm not comfortable. Yeah, now I can see that. Yeah, we're having some tough weather over here. So uh, in Bucharest, Romania, where I'm uh, at currently. So uh, it's freaking cold. So I'm looking forward to uh, Barcelona and not that long. But from another warm place, we have with us today's guest, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Uh, he's a director of business development, I believe, for Flirt for Free. Been in the industry, I'm not sure, maybe six years or so. Great guy. Definitely can talk. So I think we're... <laughs> I think we're going to have an easy episode today in that we can just kind of hand the mic over to him and say, hey, have at it. Uh, but no, I yeah. mean, he's, he's clearly an interesting dude. He's innovative, and I'm sure he's going to bl- he's going to bring a lot to the table. I we're going to see if we can learn more about Flirt uh, for free. And yeah. um, it's, a, it's a good company with a lot of things going on. So we're also going to see if we can figure out more of the VR and what's new in the cam industry. And of course, we're going to figure out the most important thing of all, is Jeff Wilson a hipster or not? <laughs> but before that, we're going to listen to our beloved sponsors so for making this uh, work for us every week. And our sponsors, they sound a little bit like this. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, Red Share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you very much for joining us on this edition here of Porn and Coffee. Today, we've uh, got Jeff Wilson. He's Director of Business Development for Flirt for Free. Been in the industry for going on about six years. You definitely see him at a lot of the shows. 
Very cool guy. Very funny. Very interesting. And uh, we are very thrilled to have you here, Jeff. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, we tried to get you on for a long time now. It's been a hassle, but finally we made it. I blame Jay for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the. I'll accept the blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, let's hear your story, Jeff. Where where did you come from? You you started around six years ago or something? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's a pretty normal story. Uh, I was in college studying marketing. Uh, did a uh, an internship at like a watch company. Uh, I was there for about a year and a half doing all of their kind of online marketing, but I didn't know what I was doing. So uh, I kind of got free reign to kind of just learn um, how does HTML work? What is search engine optimization? Stuff, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was fun. Like I got to do stuff all on my own. Um, like, uh, you know, we came out with white ceramic watches and there was a time where, where we were number two and three on the Google search results for white ceramic watches. Thanks to, thanks to me. Um, but I, you know, I, I kind of got to just play around, uh, as much as I wanted, which was cool. Uh, but eventually that, uh, stopped working. Uh, the kind of, company took kind of a different direction. And I went on to a few other different companies, uh, some startups um, in the kind of uh, money remittance business, uh, some toner stuff. And then eventually I started my own uh, watch retail website with a a friend of mine who was the developer and I was doing the marketing. And we were about like, I want to say four months into the project and we were getting too many orders and we weren't really able to fulfill them. And so I kind of got to this shit or get off the pot moment. And I saw this ad in my area for, uh, this VS media looking for an affiliate manager. And I was like, I knew affiliates. Yeah, why not? So, uh, I just started that, um, you know, uh, applied for the job, got, got the job. And, uh, that's when I started in 2011. At first I was just running the affiliate department. Um, from there, I moved on to kind of taking over media buying and SEO and all that stuff. So now I'm kind of running all of traffic acquisition plus a lot of other biz dev projects. So, you know, our cam show API where you can kind of uh, deconstruct Flirt for free and build it within your own site. Um, working on gay.com, uh, gay hub, uh, Flirt Go. These are all kind of like big projects that we're kind of trying to come out with this year. So that's really kind of my uh, my life story. You had no questions like from, from going to, to watches to to porn. Like, well, I mean, it's all the same stuff. I mean, we're, we're working with affiliates. We're trying to make sales online. We're banging out emails. We're looking at stats. We're trying to see, you know, what's the best way to convert a customer, whether it's to buy a watch or, you know, do money remittance or, or buy, you know, credits on Flirt for free. It's all kind of similar. When I first uh, went for the interview, I asked my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, you know, for her permission, uh, yeah. which by the way, that was the most important conversation that I've ever had because, you know, she said, well, are you touching anyone? I'm like, no, I'm just doing the same old, you know, banging out emails, that type of thing. Just touching myself. Right. Exactly. In the bathroom, <laughs> nothing, nothing weird. Um, but, but yeah, she gave, she was like, okay, you could take the job. And since then, you know, anytime something comes up where it's like a little bit weird or, you know, I'm partying too much at a trade show or I'm going to Europe for 10 days or whatever, I'm like, you said I could do this. And so, <laughs> yeah. I keep referring back to that. Well, you know, the thing right. is, is it's, I'm not one who really likes to ask for permission. I'm more of an ask for forgiveness kind of guy because it's just easier that way to do your own shit sure. and then realize the repercussions later. Yeah, kindred spirits. Uh, I'm the same way, uh, definitely here at work. It's just in that one scenario, it was important for me to get permission. Uh, yeah. But typically, I'm with you on that. So, I mean, all your, all your, your time in adult then has been with the same company. Mm-hmm. That's a great company. 
uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've been able to grow and, and work on my fun projects. And so it's, it's just a good place to be. Not to mention, I, I moved uh, a few years ago to Agora Hills, which is like five minutes from here. So yeah. working five minutes from home is, is uh, a godsend. Take us through like a daily routine. I mean, what do you do? You, you come into work? I mean, are you dealing with the models? Are you dealing with the developers? What is a typical day for Jeff? So I uh, usually get in around nine-ish. Um, I, I immediately make myself coffee. Uh, I take it you guys find that to be important. Um, uh, but, but you know, my I, I got to say, this is like the, the – I think this is a problem with our generation, and, and everyone is going to be talking about this at some point in when they're looking back at our time. I probably get, on average during a typical workday, an average of like – I want to say like 50 emails an hour. That's like average. So mm. like if I go into a meeting, I come back and I have 50 new emails in my inbox. And it's like, it's insane. Like if you skip a few days, you're running through like, you know, hundreds yeah. of emails and it's, it's yeah. just uh, kind of stupid. Uh, so I do spend a lot of time on email, but uh, I like to think that that makes me productive. Um, I also get, yeah. you know, 7,000 messages on Skype and, and Slack messages and, and people coming to my office, etc. Um, so my team is, is uh, kind of broken down in a few segments. We have the affiliate department. That's uh, Kimmy runs that team. Uh, I'm sure you guys know Kimmy. Edward uh, runs the media buying team. And then I have kind of one-offs. I have a biz dev. I have a video guy. I have a um, person that does SEO, which that that's kind of he, he kind of runs SEO in a sense, but also working with third parties and stuff like that. And then I have our general kind of traffic performance person who's kind of helping with the uh, trade shows and stuff like that lately. So it's, that's been pretty helpful as well. So, you know, it's, it's not a, I can't tell you what my typical day is like, but I can tell you that on every, every day uh, I'm talking to these people. I think my team is 10 or 11 people right now. So I'm talking to them all day, every day, you know, working through media buys, trying to help with affiliates, trying to get, you know, uh, the, the latest one click setup or um, launch our new project. Like, like I was describing the cam show API, you know, those are, those are time consuming things. Uh, I recently hired a guy to do quote unquote biz dev, but it's really just yeah. all the projects that I don't have time for. Um, yeah. And so I'm able to kind of push stuff on him and he's been fantastic. So that, that's been helpful and it, it's kind of helped me focus on the stuff that I want to focus on, which is like the, the gay hub, the gay.com stuff, flirt go, stuff like that. Uh, flirt for free is a lot of things. I mean, can you explain to, to the people like what is under that umbrella? What is, what is all your stuff? Sure. I guess you you could say the parent company is VS Media. Yeah. You know, back when we first started, it was uh, it was VS Media, but our main property was Video Secrets. It was like kind of a one person at a time JPEG push type of cam show back in 1996 or whatever. I was not with the company at the time. I didn't even think you were born yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. So since then, I think so. I think we launched uh, Flirt for free 2001 or 2002. Uh, yep. When that happened. It was like, okay, this is going to be a platform for like a lot of people to do a lot of interactions. You know, at the time it was like free chat was unheard of. It was like, you know, you go to a wall of, of girls or guys, you choose one. And as soon as you choose them, you're going into a private show and, and you're having that uh, experience and you're paying for it and whatever. And so Flirt for Free at the time was, you know, the the first big free chat site, which was was not really a, a thing at the time. Uh, of course, since then, the the industry has further kind of fragmented and kind of grown on the other side with the whole kind of uh, 
free tipping type of sites, you know, we kind of uh, tend to lean on the side of like private shows and stuff like that. The more kind of premium, like uh, more polished experience, but that's flirt for free. Uh, additionally, we have thousands of white labels. Uh, so if somebody wants to set up a, a white label, they can, uh, for example, if you have uh, hustler.com and you want to do hustler live, that's that will support that. So we have thousands of those types of relationships under VS media. You could also find a few other, the acquisitions that we've had recently. So like peak shows, uh, gay.com, gay hub, my little, uh, carrier billing site that I'm trying to launch, uh, flirt go, you know, all, all these little kind of things, but the, the main kind of, uh, 800 pound gorilla is flirt for free. You know, it's funny, uh, way back in the day I met, uh, you remember Laurel Hertz, uh, she's mm-hmm. with another company, but I met her back in 2000 and she was, uh, you know, with video secrets. And I think the, con- the, the name of the company back then, this was before flirt for free was launched. I think the slogan was the content you keep because it was secrets. You keep, you keep a secret, you keep the content. And then I remember when flirt for free launched, it was like, Oh, one or Oh two. And the whole, you know, free concept back then seemed like, what? Are you kidding? That's that's ludicrous. Because yeah. nothing right. was free back then. I mean, you got a few JPEG pictures and maybe a six-second video clip, if you were lucky. Mm-hmm. Very forward-thinking, obviously, for something that was developed over 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's what I'm... I mean, that's what we try to do is be a little bit kind of macro about our projects. It's not just about getting in the weeds about, like, what's the latest performer application that we're going to launch or what is the next affiliate deal that we're going to get. It's more like, how do we make a company that's going to fill this need in the market, you know, for a long period of time that will, you know end up kind of sustaining our business. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little bit different than the the regular kind of, you know, competitive space that we're in. Oh, well, let's uh, talk more about the cam industry. I mean, there's a lot of uh, good inventions coming up there. What what is some of the inventions you might see coming up in the cam industry now? So um, a few years ago, I I did this like uh, PowerPoint presentation for the (laughs) Otherverse Red Light center. Uh, They do like that digital virtual conference type of thing. So I did a little presentation there. uh, I want to say like two years ago when I was like, here's the next thing. And I know that this is going to be a thing because I can, I can see it. Um, And at the time it was like the kind of uh, interactive sex toys and stuff like that. But it wasn't just about interactive sex toys. It was like the kind of progress, you know, in the beginning, Greg, I think what, maybe like 15 years ago, Greg's the owner of our company. Uh, He would tell us like a story about how like he always thought that we would have these kind of mechanical, you know, teledildonic (laughs) devices. Um, And so 15 years ago, he was like, somebody came into the office and literally like had this whole setup. They're like, this is how we're going to control this thing. And it's going to be awesome. And Greg's sitting and waiting for like 20 minutes and the guy's lagging and lagging. And finally his machine starts to spark and smoke up and it didn't exactly work. And Greg was like, okay, uh, this meeting is over, but thank you very much. You know, (laughs) we're not not quite there yet. And then, um, and then a few years ago we met the guys from V stroker. Um, they had their kind of thing, uh, the attachment to the fleshlights and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. V-Stroker was an in, it, it was interesting and, and we got the, the shock spots. I don't know if you've seen the shock spots before, but we have some in the office. It's this ginormous dildo machine with, that you can control. Like, I swear to God, you should have seen us like maybe four years ago. We're all sitting around a conference room with this huge monitor and this model on the other side with her huge dildo machine. 
and and we were kind of passing around this flashlight with a V-stroker attachment. Oh yeah, wow! As I move it, that dildo is moving. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> we were so blown away by it. Um, and it it was really cool to do it, but it wasn't. It was kind of still like a novelty because yeah. how the hell do you get these two thousand dollar machines to the thousands of cam models? It's it's just not in their marketing. bedroom, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Logistics. Most of the studios I've been in, I mean, they are so small, those rooms. Those cameras do a great job of showing a big room, but they are small. <laughs> right. So at the time, it was like, it was cool, but we, we still weren't quite there. Um, and that's when Fleshlight came and it came in and they were involved with their kind of things. And then uh, the same thing with Kiru. Kiru came on board and they're like, we yeah. have these new devices and it's really cool, yada, yada. Um and, and it was. We launched Kiro on our site a few years ago, maybe two years ago or whatever. And it was really cool. To this day, we still have people using them and, and congrats. But it didn't blow blow things up. But what we tried to do was kind of be a little bit kind of device agnostic. So whatever the market uh, likes, we're gonna, we built our system in a way where we can respond to any interactive devices. So yeah. um, then like, you know, two years ago or a year and a half ago, whenever it was, uh, oh my bod came around and a bunch yeah. of girls started using oh my bod and we're like, oh really all we have to do is make a sound. Yeah. Perfect. And yeah. it was like the easiest thing in the world. Like any girl could buy this little oh my bod and any customer could come in and just tip. And as you tip, the sound happens and then the the vibrator vibrates. Yeah. And it's the simplest That's thing amazing. in the world. So the first really like market-friendly device. But at the same time, the Kiru guys went on to kind of develop more on the technology side. And they're come, I don't know if they've already come out with or whatever, but they, they're launching their Feel Me app, which is uh, an app that helps you uh, control many devices, not just Kiru devices, many different teledildonics devices. And so they're, I think, going to be the main kind of thing, similar to how like, you know, I don't, do you guys have like a, a nest in your house, like the, the kind of thermos? Or no, the, but yeah, I know how they are. Know, it's like the reason why, yeah, the reason why they became like the main thing was because they had an API that everybody could develop against. Yeah. And so it's like, if you wanted your Mercedes to then, you know, let you know when you get home so that your temperature in your house turns down to 70 degrees. Okay, cool. You could build that. You yeah. could, you could have your Mercedes developers develop an app that, that kind of communicates with that. And mm. so, uh, and so it was, this, it's the same thing with the feel me app. Like they're, they're making it so other people can develop against their core product. Mm. Um, so hopefully that's going to kind of help uh, launch the industry a little bit more. It saves time though, because then whoever can just like uh, integrate with them and does not need to integrate to every platform, right? right. So uh, they already are there. So it makes yeah, you a know lot what of needs sense. to be the next frontier. There needs to be an application out there that deals with trolls properly or sends negative reactions. Like, you know, if you're some guy, you go into a room, you got your toy ready, and then you start saying some insults to the model or something like that. She can kind of locate you, press a button, and maybe, I don't know, the toy farts in your face or something like that. Or maybe it grips <laughs> onto your dick and hurts. I think you got a business there, Jay. But um, I, will, I will kind of tell you guys that, that uh, from, for VR, we're not uh, yeah. completely sold that it's a market just yet. Uh, we mm -hmm. think that for, for content, uh, it definitely could be. It's a cool experience. I've even like done those demos and it's it's really really cool to kind of see that you're in the room and stuff like that but i think that vr is mostly going to be driven by like video games because like when you're wearing a vr headset and you're in a video game you can like you could see a world right you could walk yeah. around you could go ride a horse you could go 
you know, shoot a monkey. You could do whatever you want in this virtual world, but with porn, it's just, it's weird. You know what I mean? You're not going to be like, oh yeah, this is good. Now I'm going to walk around so I can see her from behind, you know? Right. It's not, because you'll just see, so that doesn't really make sense in my opinion. I mean, for again, for content, it could be cool, especially for one-offs and stuff like that, but for cams, it doesn't exactly make sense um, in my opinion. It might be, I could be wrong. Um, and when the market starts to really develop and, and gain traction, then we'll definitely hop on. Uh, but at the moment, we're, we're kind of uh, outsourcing it to, to Fabian. Uh, we, have a, we have an Alice X white label, and we hope yeah. that he you know, kind of further develops uh, VR cams, and we hope that he's successful. But we have a, for, for Android 5 Plus users on Flirt for Free, they could see a little VR tab, and that'll go over to flirtforfreevr.com, which is an Alice X white label. I don't know. That's I awesome. mean, I'm, I'm definitely not a crystal ball kind of guy, but I guess time will really tell if we're able to see, you know, how involving this will be with the, uh, the porn industry. So we did the GVN brunch at Internext uh, last month, and it was, it was awesome. Uh, we brought in a speaker uh, by the name of Gabe Zickerman, uh, he's written many books on gamification and he's very smart and he's very charismatic. He's a great orator, uh, mm. also huge fan of gay porn. So, um, he, he, uh, fit. exactly. He gave the keynote at, um, at, inter- uh, at the internet's GBN brunch and it was just phenomenal. Like I really, really appreciate it. It's not just about getting into gamification and how you gamify a product to engage the user. It's like, what actually happens neurologically to the person when these little, you know, kind of repetitions of success happen and, and they master something and, you know, why do we uh, give into these, you know, rewards programs for, for flights and stuff, you know? And so I thought it was just really, really smart. Um, The reason why we know Gabe is because we work with Gabe a few years ago, Brad, my boss was uh, reading one of his books and then he kind of was explaining some of the stuff, uh, some of the principles to, to Greg, the owner. And he says, you know, we should kind of apply some of these things to, to flirt for free, gamify it a little bit more, whatever. So Greg basically said, all right, hit him up. Brad's like, hit who up? Greg's like, hit up the, the author. He's like, you can't just hit up the author. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so he did. And, uh, and sure enough, Gabe was like, yeah, Flirt Free is awesome. I'm, I'm down to work with you guys. And he has this uh, uh, gamification consulting company in New York called yeah. Dope. They flew out here and, and we did all kinds of uh, exercises together to really kind of learn who the Cam's customer is, why he's on Flirt for Free. And they were really up our asses for months and months and months about all of our metrics. And they probably know our metrics better than we do at this point. Uh, But after about 10 months of going back and forth, we finally launched our Flirt Rewards program. And that was, I want to say, maybe four months ago, which has been super, super successful. Like sometimes we have customers call in and say like, hey, I was on Flirt for Free and I did my mission and I didn't get my Flirt Rewards points and yada, yada. And it's like, wow, like people (laughs) really care. That's yeah, that's awesome. It's a luxury like, problem, but I mean, it can save save a lot of problems. I, I met this Gabe um, two times on um, on some mainstream conferences, and he's a great guy. And I was working with gamification six years ago, but you just see how it can solve problems. Like uh, people don't, don't do not finish their profiles. Okay, let's give them ten dollars if they do, and you see how easy that will be. Everybody right. will do that. So um, putting it into the camps, I mean, it's. It's good, but there is also a border. It's like, just don't push it too far because then it's more of a game than a sexual thing that it's supposed to be. And uh, Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I, you know, and one of the things that, that we kind of, that illuminated us when we were doing this kind of introspection and, and, you know, practices about like, what do the cam customers want? One of the things that we really realized was that like cam customers 
really like the concept of, you know, having this amazing cam show experience with this hot guy or hot girl or whatever it is, and then take it and put it in a box and close it up and push it to the side of their desk and go back to their regular life. And they're not going to have any crazy girlfriends trying to, you know, pound on their door. They're not going to bring home any STDs. It's it's very separated from their lives. And that's kind of a big deal for a lot of users. And so because of that, one of the things that we were thinking at the time was like, okay, do these customers really care about VR? And it's possible that they do. Maybe some of the power users, which these these guys that I'm referring to are the real kind of power users. It's not just that they're paying a premium because they're sitting in a room kind of jerking off all day because they're so horny. That's why they spend half a million dollars a month. No, what they're really <laughs> paying for is this kind of this privacy and this kind of separation from their lives, etc. Yeah. So it's very possible that that VR enhances that experience for them, but it's not really necessary for what the user's actually looking for. So imagine you have Jay with his uh, wife across the hall and Jay goes to his office, you know, at 11 o'clock at night. And he's just, you know, she thinks he's working and what he's really doing is chatting with the cam girl, you know, is, does he really need a VR headset to kind of enhance that experience or is that easier to get caught if you have a headset exactly that it just makes it you have the headset on and on the the goggles and all of a sudden somebody walks in and you have your penis out and you go just like crazy with it right and you can't even see them coming it's just weird (laughs) but he could see see jay coming but uh, he could see himself right but (laughs) yeah but it it just it makes it very weird it's like what the hell are you doing there in your in your office i thought you were working what the fuck do you need this VR headset for (laughs) research right (laughs) (laughs) always research let's uh, let's switch gears here and uh, let's see uh, what you like to do when you are not being awesome in this industry let's what is your yeah okay I mean I'm gonna contest that assumption of me being awesome in the industry but okay (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I, I have kind of ADD of sorts and so I like to do kind of random off-the-wall stuff but just to kind of keep my brain functioning, I guess. So I, I, I like to play poker. I played in a World Series of Poker event last year. That was a lot of fun. When I was in college, that's how I paid for a lot of my college was playing poker. I used to uh, play a lot online. Um, so I was one of those kind of weird guys that would sit with like 12 tables open, like, you know, kind of uh, Rain Man type of thing. Wow. Did you play against uh, Did you play against uh, Jay in Prague? I did. I did. Jay, Jay whooped me. Uh, very nicely. Um, Just wanted to but, remind you of that. Yeah. But you know, anybody that's played, you know, as many hands as I have in poker would know that it's not about one tournament. Uh, no. Even no matter how lucky you get, Jay. Yeah. But you know, it's about the aggregate, and uh, you know, it was it was cool at the time, which is which is it kind of ties to my job now, but. You know, at the time I was playing, let's say, 12 tables at a time on these certain games, and I would kind of rip through these like go, go, go. Um, and so, you know, some weeks I'd be playing thousands and thousands of poker tournaments, but, you know, mainly on this one site, this one style of game. And I was just, it, it was like a science to me. Like if you looked at my stats over the long run, my profitability, it was like almost kind of a linear upwards, very, very calculated. And I kept records of all of my games and stuff like that so i knew my average cash rate and my profitability and all that stuff and so that's where it I, all boils down yeah and i made some really rad like you know spreadsheets using like count ifs and and stuff like that where it's like you know now i do kind of the same thing but it's really media buying um, but it's <laughs> it's 
No, but it's the same. I mean, mo most of the best media buyers that I know knows poker from before. I mean, it's 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 not necessarily about uh, about the game. It's also about the risk that you are willing to take. It's like sure, and but it's a calculated. Risk. It's right. It's calculated risk. You know, I mean, you got to know the percentages. You got to you know, you got to weigh in a lot of different things, and you also got to figure out who you're dealing against because you know you obviously yeah. have to alter your game once you understand how someone typically plays, and once you understand how the other people are playing at the table. And it really doesn't matter what you're holding, you know. As long no, as but it's kind of also a mindset out. thing. It's it's a yeah. mindset thing and feelings because I mean, you for the ten thousand dollars that are in the pot, you don't you don't have any feelings against them. So then it means there is a different game. So it's the same with media buying. So if you if you have feelings for every dollar that you put in, then you're going to have a tough right it's it's very true you know there have been some media buyers that i've seen that are very kind of emotional and because of that they're not as uh aggressive and and you know i could outbid them for certain spots or whatever it is but yeah. you know if i know my numbers and i know that you know typically you know ace king is gonna squash a7 you know 75 percent of the time okay i'll sure. put in my money yeah, um, yeah. and and you know, it's funny because one there was one time where I put an ad out for a media buyer and and the title was uh uh I think it was like degenerate gambler wanted. <laughs> you know, it, it got me some really funny applications, but it's true that that you know you you want this kind of analytical risk taker. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, Paytop, CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. and Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. Well, we're, we're starting to get to the end of um, this episode. But uh, yeah, Jay, it's time for one of your favorite questions. If you don't want to go all political first, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I'm wondering if we even want to talk about that. Do we want to touch on politics here? That's true, but I think everybody cares about Donald Trump. I'm just going to ask you, Jeff, what's your attitude about him? Do you care to say? You know, I I usually try not to take real stances or positions uh, on on Facebook. What it, what I mean, your your question seems to be more of like uh, me calling people out on Facebook and stuff like that. But it's not about uh, me having a position if I'm pro or against Donald Trump or whatever it is. I do tend to lean a little bit more conservative. However, I was a Gary Johnson supporter. I do believe sure. that we need a third party in this in this country. Um, but you know, it's really I believe that that political discourse in this country is like ninety nine percent about hysteria and bias, and both those things tend to influence people's political rants on Facebook or whatever it is. And so I like to point out some logical inconsistencies and that happens all the time. 
And I just, I think Bring that's why you like I mean, the facts are much more fun because people are just like reading titles and then they go right into it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if you're, if you're pro uh, the, the travel ban or against it or if you're pro abortion or against it or whatever it is. It's like, let's be honest about what the facts are. What, what, are, what are people really saying? Because, you know, you take the most extreme argument, let's say abortion, and you have one side saying they want to control my body. And you have the other side saying they want to kill a bunch of babies. And it's like both those are bad things. I yeah. don't think anybody would agree with any of that. So let's really talk about what the other side really cares about. And I, there was this one video that came out by this this guy who seems to be a little bit more uh, liberal. Um, I forget his name, like Jim something or whatever. He was British, and he, and he like goes on a six minute rant about like you guys. Of course, Donald Trump won because we put Hillary Clinton there. What the fuck were we thinking? And and yada yada. You know, it was just so, it was so funny because he was like he was just mad that that was the route that they had taken, and it was like yes, I probably don't agree with this guy in a lot of ways, but he's speaking the truth right now. And I can respect that and share that. And so I loved it because some of his other videos, I I shouldn't have done this, but my dad kind of uh, posted one of his other videos that was this kind of like, let's rip Trump up and like, you know, kind of call him a racist and whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But here in this other video, he's saying, why don't we engage the other side? Why don't we not just label them all racists? Maybe there are some people of the 50 million that voted for Donald Trump that aren't racist, that have other opinions and voted for him for other reasons. And it's like, if you just blanket statement all of them as racist, then you're never truly going to engage the other side. You're never going to understand them. You're never going to have common ground and you're never going to pull anybody over to your side. And so if we could just be a little bit more honest about our, our kind of political dialogue then I feel like the country would be a better place. And if you're going to make abortion illegal, you need to make blowjobs with coming in the mouth illegal because that's basically cannibalism. Well, that's I- why. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends the political part of pouring oh, coffee. Shit. I'm dizzy. That's I'm a good way to end it. That was good. That. That's, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's face oh is super red right now. You're, you're oh just eating like a shot of three, one trillion potential babies. I mean, that's, that's the true. thing you do. It so, is actually kind of true. Anyway, let's move past this. Um, you know what? We are going to wrap up soon. So you know what, Jeff? I just want to uh, see, is there is there any shout-outs you want to put out there? Anyone who was instrumental on your meteoric rise to the top <sighs> here in the industry that you feel oh, deserves some honorable mention? Big shout-out to Jeff Wilson. Good job, him. <laughs> doing all the work i'm just kidding uh you know really i the 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 biggest shout out just needs to go to my company you know brad and greg brad's the vice president he's my boss that's who i kind of report to and then greg the owner both of them have been really supportive let me kind of do my thing and and go out to the trade show and speak on 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 panels and and they really kind of support me expanding my role and talking about more things so you know i'm not just talking about people's the latest rev share thing that we have going on. Now I can talk to people about a thousand things because they've allowed me to kind of be more involved in the company. So, so really big ups to, to Brad and Greg. Um, good. And then, you know, I, I just, I, I love everybody in the industry. You know, there's so many just good people and we're, we're such a, a little bubble and, and, and almost like a little family. So I just really appreciate that about the industry. You know, there's, I mean, there's so many people that I could say like, oh yeah, you know, Joey Gabra, we threw so many parties together and, and that's the reason why I'm, you know, no, or maybe it was somebody, no, there, it's just everything combined. This industry makes 
it's like a soft pillow for anybody that wants to kind of stand up and, and be heard and uh, you know, make some business happen and, and try to do anything. You know, this this industry really respects people that try and they're at every show and stuff like that. You know, you have the even the the Brad Mitchells of the industry who are just the sweetest people that will, you know, kind of help introduce you to people or yeah. whatever. Um, funny side story is is my first ex biz Miami. Oh no, sorry, that was the second one. He did like a boat party. Oh sorry, no, it was the first one. He did a boat party on a yacht or something, and one of the people at my company had exchanged some harsh words with the bartender, so he was uh, forced to kick us off the yacht. And I have never been kicked off anything in a more polite way. Like, he literally, like, you know, paid for our taxi home. Like, he was just the sweetest guy. And so, in what other industry do you have these kind of people that not only care about, about the people that they know in the industry, but they even care about the people that they don't know. And and I would just say that to anybody in the industry that that wants to support other people, that wants to make business happen and just has a generally positive attitude, yeah. love them to death. I'll, yeah. I'll return return the favor as much as I could. I probably need to uh, take a page out of Brad's playbook because I've actually had to kick people out of my events before. I've had to kick people out of parties. I've had to kick uh, someone out of Why Not Grand Prix before. Yeah, and uh, one time I came close to kicking somebody out of Wine Out Awards, uh, but I was, was it me? No, <laughs> I, I came close to kick you out because I wanted to win that fucking award. But oh, yeah, man, Thomas, I thought you were going to win that one. I really did. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, but I posted this. This is in my office. If you guys could see that, yes, from my from that video. <laughs> it's showing some motivational a- posters. His own face on it. So yeah, for, yeah. for people that that can't see, uh, I have a motivational poster of myself uh, next to me in in my <laughs> office that says, "Everything is impossible until somebody does it." Just from yeah. from my video. From I watched that Wars video. Like I kid you not, fifty fucking times because <laughs> <laughs> it was that awesome. It was that. It was it was fun. It was fun to make. Anyway, on uh, on that note, I think we should uh, say thank you so much for coming on this show, Jeff. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. And of course, we will have a new podcast out for you guys next week. But until then, remember to work hard, just like Jeff. Remember to be nice to people, just like Jeff. And try not to get lost and killed. Well, yeah, Jeff. (laughs) Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. 